maybe you're thinking like, why in the world? Like we're in James. I thought we'd finish James. Well, we had gone through chapter four. And so we want to finish James. There's five chapters in the book of James. And chapter five is my favorite. It's my favorite. I love it. There's some incredible stuff in James chapter five for guys like you and me, for women like you and my wife. I guess we say it like that, right? Um, it's just awesome. And, and next week, I'm so excited because next week, what we're going to talk about, I'll give you a little teaser here, but next week is, next week talks about, man, if you're suffering, that could be a physical suffering, could be a relational suffering, could be a financial suffering, right? Could be emotional. I mean, it, it could be a whole bunch of things. Whatever that suffering looks like, maybe, maybe it's a, a, a sickness that you have. You know, one of our dear friends is having surgery here pretty soon, and it's a very important surgery. And, and may, maybe it's a sickness or a suffering. Maybe you found out you, you have cancer, and it's like overwhelming. James talks about what to do with that. And he gives us an incredible takeaway. And next week, we're going we're gonna to go through that. We're going to talk about it. I'm pumped because I love James chapter 5. Now, today, um, James chapter 5 uh, we're going to look at verse 9 in just a minute. But before we do, I just want to brag on you. Can I do that? I want to brag on you. I, I came in today, and I walked into um, the room there, and there was this, this big card, huge card. right? Said, How cool is that? And I love the color. That's awesome. And um, I opened it up, and it, it just made me think about when I was a kid. You know, you get a kid or you get a card as a kid. You remember that? You, like, shake the money out, right? You keep shaking. But I saw this big card, and I thought, dude, this is awesome. And I knew what this card was for. It's because so many of you guys generously gave to our project um, and our partnership with Hungry for a Day. And if you weren't here last week and you missed Frankie's big announcement or if you've been hibernating for a couple weeks, I want to tell you, we raised over $6,000, over $6,000. And what that means is that we got turkeys to the teachers and the principals and the coaches and the janitors, and all of them from the elementary, middle, and high school. And this card was uh, given to us by the high school. And so look at this. Isn't this amazing? This is just amazing, man. I love it. Reading some of um, the stuff that different people wrote, it came from their heart. And I wanted to say thank you because you guys rep Jesus so well. You know, I believe with all my heart that, that generosity ought to be the reflection of Christianity. In other words, like, I'm never more like Jesus than when I'm being generous. Because at the end of the day, God loved the world so much that he, he gave. He gave his only. How about that word? Only. God's a generous giver. And so I wanted to thank you. And I want to tell you, we got email after email after email. I read every one of them as soon as I saw them. Every email from all kinds of teachers who could not appreciate, could not tell us how much they appreciated what we did. One of them said that she had been teaching for over 38 years. And she said, Tim, she said, um, never once in 38 years has anyone done anything like this for me or for us. And I just want to tell you how much we love you and how much we appreciate what you did. And, uh, you know, as a turkey, I want to say thank you, but a whole bunch of turkeys that cost a whole lot of money. And we, as a church, gave sacrificially and we gave generously, and we gave, um, I don't know about you, but man, I was excited to give to this. And it made a major impact, so I want to say thank you so much. And not only the schools, but you know what? We fed a lot of families that would not have had an incredible Thanksgiving meal. 
And, and that means something to me because I had a friend that one Thanksgiving ate saltine crackers and water. And that shouldn't happen for anybody. And so I just want to say thank you so much for just being you. And you're so generous, and I love having the privilege to pastor you guys. You're amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm excited. Man, I'm excited what's happening in December. You don't want to miss it. Um, make sure you check out the website. Stay connected to what's happening. And um, the last thing we want, I really want to say this here. The last thing we want is for you just to come on Sundays. We want to get you connected. We want, you, we want to do life together. And we want to make it easy for that to happen. So if you're coming, you've been coming, you're having a hard time maybe connecting, please let me know. I promise you, I won't go to sleep until we get that corrected. We want you to get connected and be part of, um, part of our community because that's what we are. We're a community of Jesus followers, say it with me, who together are an unstoppable force for good. Time out right there. Goodness is actually a fruit of the Spirit. That's, that's, that's when you get Jesus inside of you, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you, goodness flows out. It's like an awesome fragrance or a great cologne, perfume. It, people get around you like, whoo, man, that smells good. Something's different about you. So we are a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good. And we are driven to change the world. And I want to tell you something. I love, with all my heart, I love missions. We're going to go on a missions trip this summer, and I'm pumped about it. We're going to go to Ecuador, and I'm so excited. Ah, you're going to hear more about it. I can't get off on a rabbit trail there today, but I love missions. I love missions. But I want to tell you something. This pastor believes that missions has to start right here, and then it has to start with the ground underneath my feet, and then it has to start in my community. Well, it has to start in my neighborhood, and then, right, in my home, and then in my neighborhood, in, the, in, in um, I want to say it, I'll say it wrong, um, cul-de-sac. But, but then, it, then it, has to, it has to expand, it has to expand to, uh, to the community. And, and man, it just needs to be infectious till people are like, holy cow, I believe in that. Mission starts right here. And I believe in going to Africa and going to, Pam is here today. Pam, so good to see you. Pam just came back from India and did an incredible job loving on people and bringing Jesus to those people and those kids. Thank you so much for doing that. I love missions. That's awesome. And we want to celebrate that. And what's celebrated is replicated, and we want to celebrate that, but we also want to celebrate what happened here. And it starts here, and it goes there. You with me? So thank you so much for that. Now, real quickly, let's talk about football real fast. Um, did you see the game? Hello, right? There were several games on yesterday. That was amazing, but there was a game that was, holy cow, a game. I mean, we got up early at 6.30, and I drove my family. I didn't eat. This is the truth. Normally, Steph and I trade off. I drove the whole way. I was, like, I was in the zone, man, to get back to watch some football. And from 2.30 till a little bit later in 2.30, I sat right there, and I watched some football yesterday. But there was a game, and it was crazy. And Davis received it, and he's in the end zone, and he's running all the way back. And about the 15, I'm thinking he's stepping out or getting tackled. But he makes it all the way to the end zone, 100 yards. And Auburn beats Alabama. Holy cow. Unbelievable. Now, I want to tell you something. I'm not trying to rub it in if you're an Alabama fan. You have an amazing team. And me and Nick Saban have never seen anything like that. I mean, Nick even said himself. He's like, I never saw anything. I never, have you ever seen anything like that? It was crazy. 
And to go from one moment thinking we're going to win the game or try to win the game, maybe overtime, to then the whole thing flipping around, to then Auburn, when he gets around the 25-35, no way, are you kidding me? I mean, I listen to the announcers, the Auburn radio announcers, and they're like, right? I mean, they're just going crazy. And before you think I'm unspiritual for talking about football, I love football. Before you, I, I want to tell you something. You know, it was crazy to watch Auburn fans. They were jumping up and down and celebrating. And then they're on the field. And then they're throwing toilet paper. Right? Tumor's Corner or something. I mean, they're letting it fly. They're standing there hours after the game celebrating. Why? Because that was huge. But I want to tell you something. That was no bigger. In fact, it was less than what you guys just did to this community. And what you just did for this community. Those family box after box after box that was given. Y'all don't know this, but I have neighbors that um, they've never been here, but they've come to Steph's, she has come to Steph's community group. And they, they just, they have a dog and their dog just got struck in the eye by a poisonous snake and killed the dog. That was their dog for years. Their dog, their love dog, kind of going through a hard time and then that happens, right? And um, they were one of the families that got a box, And we all have no idea how much, how great that impact was. And I want to tell you something. We got all excited, and I love watching SportsCenter, and they're showing how different people are celebrating the Alabama. Oh, no, no, tackle them. And then Auburn's like, run, run, run. And they're showing the different people how they said, I want to tell you something. Heaven celebrated, like, unbelievably last Monday when those turkeys and boxes and meals were being distributed. Heaven went crazy because whatever you do in the name of Jesus and whatever you do to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And I want to say way to go. And just like Auburn was excited because they not only beat Alabama, but then they're going to go to the SEC championship. And then if they win that, then maybe with the computers and the voting, maybe they'll get into the BCS national championship. There's something bigger in store for them, right? I want to tell you something. The reason why we get passionate here at Momentum Church about making an impact in this community is because we're not living for today, we're living for eternity. There's something bigger than today. And what we do here, what we do today, it echoes, 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 echoes in eternity. And I wanna say thank you to you. James chapter five, go ahead and open up. James five, you got your tablet, got your smartphone. James five, we wanna look at a verse. This verse is really simple, it's very simple, but, but applying it is what's hard. It's very simple. You read it. You say, I heard that before. That makes sense. That's a no-brainer. Wow, I didn't learn anything at church today. But it's not about how much we learn. It's how much we do with what we learn. Because Jesus says something like this in this book. In fact, it's in James. It says, like, don't just be hearers, but be doers. So the challenge isn't about, it's not about me coming to church and getting fat with spiritual knowledge hanging off me. And I'm, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, tell you. It's not about how much I can tell you. It's not about how how much, the Bible's good, but it's not about how much of this, man. I just, man, I can tell you about this and this theological and truth. No, no, it's how much we live it out. It's how much we do what it says. Are you with me? And so today in this verse, verse nine, chapter five of James, this is a short, simple, bam, this thing will hit you. It's like Bruce Lee doing the finger punch and you go flying. I mean, this is short, it's little, boom, it's gonna hit you. Are you ready? Wish we, we play POD. Here comes a boom. Um, look at this. Um, James chapter five. This is huge. Verse nine, and we're all guilty. And the, the challenge today is to stop. Stop it. 
That's the challenge today. Ready? Here we go. Um, don't grumble about each other. What? No, man, we'd have done good. You said something else. Like, go to church or something, you know? Love the Lord. But don't grumble. Whoa, that hits close to home. Don't grumble about each other. Now, we don't grumble to each other, do we? We're chickens. We don't grumble to each other. We grumble about each other, right? And that's why he says, don't grumble about. Notice that word, about each other, right? That's why Jesus said, man, if you got something wrong in your heart against somebody else, go to that person. Jesus took the high road. Jesus lifted the bar. Jesus put more weights on it and said, bench that. Jesus made it a little bit more challenging because the truth is for you and me being human, when, when someone offends us, we don't want to go to them. We want to not like them. And we want to go to them who like us. And we want to tell them about them, right? And Jesus said, man, don't do that stuff. Go to them and make it right. Make it right. Don't grumble about each other. I'll tell you a story. My dad was a, a church planner in Homestead, Florida, and he started a Christian school. And um, so he was like the pastor and the principal. Well, um, church was growing, and um, I remember I was in fifth grade. I remember the principal to this day. Her name was Miss Woodbury, Mrs. Woodbury. She's a sweet, sweet, dear woman, except for this one day. She wasn't being so sweet. She wasn't being so sweet. She kind of getting under my skin a little bit. Has anyone gotten under your skin last week? Uh-huh, all that family being around? Family, uh-huh. Oh, you know what's hilarious? Is she, she's getting under my skin, and so I went to my friends, and I was grumbling about her. I was telling them, you know what she did that? She said, know, and I was doing that. And then I thought I'd ham it up, and I thought I'd play it up kind of big, so I was kind of mimicking her. I was kind of mimicking her. The problem was I was in fifth grade and not all that smart because there was glass wall right there. Miss Woodbury was on the other side. She's doing this. And my buddies, they were here looking at me, and I'm telling them, I'm hamming it up. I'm telling them what she did. And I'm kind of, you know, I, I was being foolish is what I was doing. And they were laughing, man. I was Mr. Comedian. And the more they laughed, the more I hammed it up. Kind of stretched the truth a little bit, right? And they were laughing. I just thought it was great, man. I was being hilarious. And then all of a sudden, they went from laughing to... You know, they're doing all the non-verbal communication. Look over there. And I'm, like, I'm, like, don't you, don't you. I'm doing all this stuff. And I look over, and there she is. And she's looking at me like, oh, really? And I look at her like, Ooh. you know, it just stops. And I thought, oh, I'm in trouble because mom and dad had a rule in my house. You get in trouble at school, you get in trouble at home. And trouble wasn't like, you know, go stand in the corner. Trouble is like you're getting a spanking. And you did what? You know, you did what? What did you do? And she was not happy with what I did. So she went and told my daddy. And my daddy, he believed in the board of education, man. He'd reach out and touch you. He'd heal you. And uh, I'm telling you, man, I got a spanking. I'll never forget it. And I learned, I learned, make sure there's not a glass wall when you're grumbling about it. No, I'm just. You know what this verse says, though? It's crazy because verse 9 says this. The second part is pretty strong. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or... Or you will be judged. For look, it's almost like, look, the judge is standing at the door. Just like she was standing right there and she was hearing what, she's hearing and seeing everything. Here's the thing. We grumble about other people away from other people so they won't hear us. But the judge is hearing and seeing it all. And this isn't to beat anyone down today. 
This really is a message of hope that we can stop it, that we don't have to live like that. But you know what? That's what's normal, right? I mean, come on. You, come on. You, you, you get an email from corporate. They send an email out to everyone, and they want us to do what? Who do they think they're? Man, all they do is they sit up in those desks. They, they have no idea what we go on. They have no idea. And then, right? And that what happens, right? It happens sometimes around the water cooler, right? The water cooler talk, right? And the boss comes down, and I told this story um, last gathering, but, but I went to Walmart when we were in Tennessee, and I went over there, and there's a guy who was supposed to clock out. He was still on the clock, and uh, there's a little spill on the floor, and instead of him sp- cleaning up the spill, he was calling, like, I guess, maintenance or whatever, cleanup crew to come. So he's like, we got to clean up on aisle number four, clean up, you know, house goods, whatever he's saying. So he's doing something like that, and they're not responding. And so he's there. He's not supposed to be on the clock, but he's on the clock, and he's just doing this about the fact that they're not there doing what they're supposed to do. And then his boss walks by. She walks by, she sees him, she does a double take. She's like, what are you doing? I'm still on the clock. You're supposed to be out half an hour ago, right? And he's like, well, I'm trying to get them clean. They're not cleaning. And she's like, for that? She's like, you clean it up. Like, you clean it up. You, you need to do that, right? She's holding him accountable, right? That's good, right? And so he's, you know, he's giving her a little pushback, and she's coming on pretty strong. And then he cleans it up. She leaves, and he's doing this. I'm guilty of that sometimes. Are you? Boy, we're all guilty of that, right? And James says this. James says, just don't do it. Don't grumble. Don't grumble about each other. You know why I'm, I believe that this is a message of hope today and not a message of like, bad people, you grumblers. Um, I, I believe this is a message of hope because of the holidays are here. Christmas is around the corner. We just had Thanksgiving. And boy, it's never more prevalent than when you get around family that you normally don't see. Isn't that the truth? If you're not careful, you get around family, they come in and and you do all this thing, and man, if you're not careful, um, so-and-so can get under your skin really easy, right? It's like, like really? And, and the truth is this. The, the truth is that we all have blind spots. We all have blind spots. You've been driving. You went to get over, and someone, oh, and they honk at you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and yet, if, if um, I'm driving, and um, someone does that to me, it's a little bit easier not to offer the grace to them that maybe I wanted the grace extended to me, right? You with me? Like, like, here's a question for us. Like, what would it be like to be on the other side of me? What would it be like for you to be on the other side of you? Because we're a little tainted, right? We, we only see things like this, and, and, and we don't realize sometimes how we come across. We don't realize how angry we are. I'm not angry! You know, I'm not that angry. You know, we, we don't realize. We, we don't see the other side of me. We just see what we see and we see what we think. And he ought to change that. She ought to change that. We're all this. But what would it be like to be on the other side of me, seeing me? We all have blind spots. And as we get around family and friends, and especially this time of the season where things just speed up and it gets crazier and crazier. And man, you know, our schedules get busier and busier, right? We have less margin, less margin, less margin, less margin. <laughs> This margin, and, the, and we get up tight because we don't have margin. You want me to do what? I don't have time. You know, you kind of get like this. Let's be intentional to say, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna create margin, and you know what? We're gonna create some space. We're gonna downshift. We're gonna slow down, and we're not gonna get sucked in. We're not gonna get pulled in. We're not gonna grumble. It's so easy to do that. So easy to do that. So easy. But let's not. It's so normal. Let's not be normal. Let's be different. 
let's not grumble because we realize that, you know what, that God, that God, he's not my homeboy, um, that, that God, God is actually right there and he's watching and he's listening and, and you know, it's like Santa Claus. You know, he sees. And so let's live in light of that. And instead of, instead of um, grumbling about people and complaining about people, um, let's, let's extend them grace. Can we do that? That's, that's really the challenge today. So the opposite of grumbling would be to, to be extending. Extend them grace. Grace is unmerited favor. It means they don't deserve that. It means you go to lunch today. It means you go to lunch today and, and you order a sweet tea and um, you don't get your drink for 30 minutes. You know, or you order appetizer. We'd like this before the food. Okay, thank you, thank you. My pastor preaches long. Thank you, appreciate it. And, and, and then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, there's all the food, and then the appetizer comes. You know, is this dessert? You know, it, it means instead of being, it means we extend grace. It means we extend grace. I got a prop here from home. I want to illustrate this when we're out of here. Um, so when I was in Tennessee, I went, um, I went to this warehouse sale, and um, I stood in line. I got there at 6.30. It's the first person there. And um, they opened it up. They had like 50 to 70% off of everything in the warehouse. And it was uh, a lot of college football teams there. So I got some Christmas presents, right? Got a little shopping done. So I'm standing there. It was beautiful weather. It was cold as all get out. But all of a sudden, it started raining. It started really raining. Second person there was a sweet lady. And um, she went out to her car, which was forever away. And came back with an umbrella. Now it's raining. I'm standing there. I'm good. I got a hood on. You know, I'm like, hey, this is, you know, it's, I think it was like uh, 32 degrees. But I'm like, man, we'll be inside. It'll be good. And she opens her umbrella. It's an umbrella about this size. And she extends it to me. She says, hey, would you like to stand under my umbrella? She just retired from being a nurse for 45 years. And um, so here I am. And here she is. I, we've been talking. And um, now all of a sudden she's keeping me pretty dry because she extended grace. I needed something I didn't have. I didn't have this. I needed it. Didn't have it. I was getting wet. I needed it. And she extended this to me. And um, I was so thankful for it. Well, she did this. The people from inside came out and started putting up the big tents. You know what I'm talking about? The big tents. And we were, then we were all totally dry. And I grabbed this from my kid's playroom. And I thought, you know what? The truth is, this would keep me a whole lot more dry than this will, Right? fit a lot more people underneath this thing, right? It's for the kids' little picnic table. Um, this thing right here would protect you from, from the sun being in your face, protect you from rain. And I thought, Lord, I, I, I want to be like this. I want to be a, a grace giver instead of being a grumbler. And I, I don't want to offer, see if we get the button to work. I, I don't want to offer little grace to people. Because you get two people underneath this thing. I was still kind of getting rained on a little bit, but she was so sweet to help me with this. I was still kind of getting wet a little bit. Little grace isn't as good as big grace. Let's, um, let's just operate. Let's be, let's be a culture uh, of people as Christians that we just extend the umbrella of grace. And when we see people um, that are struggling, maybe we remember that maybe they're having a hard day or maybe even worse, they're having a hard life. And so we just want to extend grace. Instead of grumbling about them, my boss, man, I'll tell you, man, how can you be so stupid? You know, instead of being like that, let's, um, let's just extend. Let's extend grace. And I think James, 
is telling us, man, don't, don't grumble about it. No, just, just be different. There's a different way to live. So this Christmas, this holidays, family come in, and it gets a little uncomfortable. Extend grace. Last story, and I'm through. Grandma and I went to Cracker Barrel. I took her Cracker Barrel while I was in town, and, and uh, where you want to eat? You know, Cracker Barrel, we go there. When we leave, she says she needed to go shopping. And um, I had heard some people in my family, I won't say who, since it's on podcast, um, but uh, I'd heard some people grumble about grandma and about taking her shopping. And uh, Papa died three years ago. He was 93. Grandma just turned 89. Grandma doesn't move that fast, right? And until she gets a buggy, watch out. Um, but she left her walker at the house. We go to Kroger, and I'm thinking, Grandma, can I run in for you? Can I pick up a couple items and come back out? I knew her leg was bothering her, and truth is, I, I knew it probably would be a little shorter if I did that. And um, so time management, right? And, 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 and Graham's like, no, I, I want to go in. I was like, well, let's do it, Grandma. Come on, right? We're on a date. So me and Graham inside. And when I was watching her push that buggy, all of a sudden I just had this, I just realized, you know what, Tim? You may never get to do this again with Grandma. You may never get to, I mean, Grandma took care of you as a kid. She's cleaned up messes, you know? So this isn't an inconvenience, man. This is a privilege, what would happen if we flipped our inconveniences for privileges? Ooh. Right? What would happen? And I just remember grandma and in my mind looking at her and thinking, God, thank you for this. Thank you that I get to walk slow. Thank you that I get to absorb and kind of marinate in this moment. Because one day I'll miss that moment. Parents, parents, parents. I got three kids. I get it. Let's extend grace. Be grace givers. Husbands and wives, we work so hard and we work and we come home and we sometimes it's easier to give people grace in the office than it is in the house. Don't let's let's not give our families leftovers. Let's let's be extenders of grace. Can we do that? I think that's a challenge. Let's not grumble. Let's give grace. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Um, how, how many would say, Tim, and and I'm raising my hand with you because I, I want to be a p- pure Jesus follower. But how, how many of you would say, Tim, well, I really could work on this area. I really could work on this area. My hand's up. Your, yeah, right? And, and, you know, just me and God, and he sees our hands. He knows our hearts. God, help us, right? That's our prayer today. God, help us. And then I want to tell you very quickly, um, if you're here without grace, grace is unmerited favor. Grace is, is the meaning of Jesus dying on the cross, Grace is when we get something we don't deserve. Jesus gave us both grace and mercy at the cross. He gave us what we didn't deserve, so he wouldn't give us what we do deserve. He gave us what we didn't deserve, so he wouldn't have to give us what we really deserve, grace and mercy. And and the, the story of the Bible is simply that God loved us so much. It's a love letter, and it tells us book after book, chapter after chapter, there's a There's a thread all the way through it that is about God trying to take what's wrong and make it right. When Adam and Eve disobeyed, sin came in the world and and death followed it. Death was a caboose. That's why we all die, because we all sin. And sin will really mess you up. And if you realize how bad off you were without Jesus in your life, you would realize how much you need him. I just want to give people here today, last, um, last gathering, Mark, Marco gave his life to Christ. That was amazing. Um, 
we had someone else give their life to Christ. If you're here today and God's love, if, if, if you've never received God's love, if, if you've never been forgiven of your sins, if you've never realized that Jesus loved you so much that he, he paid for your sin, he paid the ultimate price, he gave his life. He took the punishment so you wouldn't have to. You could receive that today. You just receive it. It's a gift. You don't work for it. You don't earn it. Going to church won't get you to heaven. Being baptized won't get you to heaven. If you prayed every day of your life, that won't get you to heaven. You have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to know him. You have to put your faith and trust in what he did for you. I want to give you an opportunity in this moment just to say yes to that. Maybe you say, Tim, I don't understand it all. I don't get all the Bible. I'm brand new to this. But you say, man, for some reason today, I feel like God loves me. I've never felt like this before, but I really do feel like God loves me and, and I need to be forgiven of my sins. I, I, need, I need life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I need life today. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him, Jesus, from the dead, the Bible says you'll be saved. And man, that's what it's all about is It's about you knowing for sure that your sins are forgiven, that you have a relationship with God, and that you can walk with Him today.